Realizing the importance of self-love is so important and something that I've spent a lot of time on lately. In this episode, I'm sharing the most impactful concepts around self-love from my two favorite experts on the topic, Brene Brown and Oprah Winfrey. I think I kind of grouped self-love with self-confidence, and while both are important, they are very different. And just because you have self-confidence doesn't always mean you have that real deep self-love. The self-love that we are talking about is waking up each day feeling worthy and knowing you are enough. It doesn't matter if you've recently made a mistake or you don't look exactly how you wish you looked, you are enough exactly as you are in this moment. Today's podcast is all about the most important relationship you will ever have in your life, the one with yourself. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, we are talking about self-love and self-confidence and how it evolves as we get older. We're talking about taking risks and being vulnerable and why it's all so important, why I'm so obsessed with doing hard things each day and challenging ourselves and proving to ourselves that we can do things and sticking to the things that we say that we're going to do to ourselves. And like I said in the intro, taking a moment, hit pause on life and really focus on the most important relationship you will ever have in your life, that relationship is you, your own relationship with yourself and really doing a self audit and thinking in this moment, how is your self-love, that feeling that you have towards yourself, your own true deep self-love for yourself? That's what we're getting into today. Here's how I look at it. Let's use our self-confidence as our power and our fearlessness and our inspiration to others. And let's use our self-love as our protection, like your GPS, your North Star, your best friend. Combining these two together, I think that's the sweet spot. Really interesting, the difference between self-confidence and self-love. I think that I've always focused on making sure that I have good self-confidence and confidence within myself and my capabilities. And I've always focused on energy and putting good energy into the world and the importance of having good energy in a home, but I don't think that I've really, really focused on self-love. So I did a deep dive and I'm bringing it all to you today. If you love Oprah, if you love Brene Brown, this is the episode for you. If you haven't heard much from either of them, oh my gosh, you are in for such a treat because I think that Brene Brown is the ultimate in, if you want to learn about self-love or shame or dealing with things in your in your past, like the kind of dealing with shame and vulnerability 
and feeling the feelings. Oh my gosh, Brene Brown is it. So we're going to do some Brene Brown thoughts. We're going to do some Oprah thoughts. And then we're going to kind of do some overall thoughts and, and some real practical, tactical ways that we can all improve our self-love. We're going to talk about the importance of being alone sometimes and muting the noise of social media in order to kind of be still and recalibrate and all that kind of stuff. So I just think that this is one of those things that is not talked about enough because you can have self-confidence, but that doesn't mean like you can walk into a room and be confident, but that doesn't mean that you really deeply love yourself. So I'm going to start this episode out by being super vulnerable and super honest. And one of the things that made me have this awakening is when I am preparing to go on a trip, I work like crazy and I also exercise like crazy. And for some reason in my mind, I also, I love exercise and I love work and I love what I do. I would do it if I didn't get paid. I love being an entrepreneur, both things I really enjoy. But I realized I was almost doing it in a, in a panicked way. Like I needed to earn my vacation. I needed to really get ahead on work. I needed to tie up every possible loose end so that I earned that vacation. I needed to really work out so that I felt confident in a bathing suit if it was a bathing suit trip, but I needed to do that in order to feel good to go. Again, I think there is so much um, power in being vulnerable and saying things out loud. And I honestly, it was a subconscious thing. And so thinking about an upcoming trip, I'm like, man, I have so many things. It's not even physically possible to get all these done in a day unless I didn't take care of my kids and slept four hours a day. It's just physically not possible. And then I paused and I was like, so wait, why exactly do I have to do, you know, double the workouts I would normally do to feel confident? And why do I have to really like really kill myself to be an overachiever in work to be worth it and that to be worth going on this trip. And so that is where I went back to Brene Brown. I've read a bunch of her books. They're incredible and and her parenting um, books are great. And one of the main things that she talks about with this is you have to wake up feeling like you are enough. No ma- and you have to go to sleep that way too. Like when you're going to sleep, no matter how much was done today, I'm enough. And I'm worthy of love and joy. And in my case, I'm worthy of this vacation. Even if I don't do those things, I'm still worthy of that vacation. I don't have to do those things to earn it. And I realized that this was a lapse in my own real deep self-love. You know, I think for me, I struggle sometimes with, I, I'm not I, 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 I'm not trying to be a supermodel, but I do struggle with I eat so healthy and I exercise so much. I have a bloating issue I can't figure out. I think it's possibly a hormone issue. I do functional medicine. I do all these things. So in a way, I feel like it's kind of this race I can't win at this moment in time. I just haven't figured it out. I have this SIBO kind of um, thing going on in my stomach. And so I kind of feel like it's unfair a little bit in a way. So I'm like, I'm going to beat this. I'm going to do this. I feel... Um, self-conscious in a way that I haven't felt before because I have this this kind of stomach or digestion or hormone, whatever it is, issue going on that affects 
how my body looks and bloats at different times. And so in a way, I'm like, oh, I'm doing all the right things. I'm eating healthy. I'm exercising. But my body doesn't reflect that. But here's the thing. Life is long. And the people that love me are going to love me if I'm if I'm puffed up and, and, and 10 pounds heavier or if I'm at my ideal weight, you know, and I have to do that same for myself. I have to understand that this vacation is happening, whether I'm self-conscious or whether I'm not. And I think that deep self-love, and I think that having babies definitely helped me with this because there's there's nothing more powerful, right, than after you have a baby, but your body's all messed up and you're you're um you're still inflated for quite some time, but you feel like superhuman because you just did the coolest thing ever, and you learn to embrace your body, and that's not the body that you're used to, and that's not the body that you'll always have, but in this moment, you are enough. You are worthy of joy and love, and you are worthy of that vacation. I think that I could have. I feel fortunate that I didn't have many baby blues after having babies, but I completely understand how so many women do. And I think that that is one message for maybe new moms or anyone who's going through that that I would say reflecting back is to realize that this is a long game. Even if you don't feel like in this moment in time things are aligning, whether it's physically or mentally or or whatever it is that feels off, this is a long game and and this isn't the the final chapter. There will be so many more and you are worthy of love and joy and those experiences. Anyways, all right, getting into Brene Brown. That that is my vulnerability talk about why I I realize cuz you know, I read all this stuff and I do all this um work on trying to be the best version of myself and then I was like there's a hole here. There's something that I need to really dive into and learn. So that's part of the reason why I started reading all this about self-love and that's what I am bringing you today. Brene Brown talks about, quote, enoughness. I am enough. What I am doing is enough. She says that the word courage is the derivative of it. It means share your whole story with your whole heart. And I just thought that's so beautiful. Like what she says is just so it's always just so honest and um, feel the feelings. So she asks, what is our struggle with believing we are enough? That feeling that we have to be perfect. No matter how much is done, we have to get to a place where we're like, I am enough. And engage with the world in a place of worthiness. And I think that in order to do this, honestly, you have to be willing to be vulnerable. She says the number one casualty of a scarcity culture is vulnerability. We shut down. We are scared. You know, it's like I'm not going to show you that I don't have it all together. This is the birthplace of everything we are hungry for because there is no innovation or no creativity without vulnerability and failure and that willing to take a chance even if you know you might fail. Brene talks about letting go of your armor and realize, ask yourself this, how is not talking about it, whatever you have armor up, whatever you have a defensive up, how is not talking about it serving you? Realize, especially as you get older, it's no longer protecting you. It's not allowing you to be seen and heard from others instead. She talks about a midlife, not a midlife crisis, but she calls it a midlife slow, brutal unraveling. 
For me, approaching 30 in several months, I think this is fascinating. She says, this is where we thought everything that taught us to protect ourselves prevents us from being the person that we want to be. So I kind of stutter to say that better. All this time when we were protecting ourselves, a lot of time it's just preventing us from being who we want to be. And the power of letting go of that armor and thinking about how is it really serving you? Next up, how do you talk to yourself? So when you're down on yourself, whether it's maybe you made a bad decision, maybe you made a bad decision at work, talk to yourself like you would your best friend that you love or your child. Would you say, God, what an idiot. How could you do that? No. You would talk with kindness to those people that you love. And I think that we just need to simply train ourselves to talk to ourselves like we would talk to the person we love the most or the people we love the most. Say your child, you know, say, and say you're upset with yourself because you gained some weight. Okay. But now say your child gained some weight. Would you tell yourself, God, look at you. You're, you're gross. That We tell ourselves that, some of us. You know, how could you? You're fat. You're gross. How could you would never say that to someone you love? Therefore, you should never say it to you because you are someone that you love. I'm so obsessed with this deep, and it's not it's zero ego, zero anything else. It's just a true love for yourself, like you love the people that you love the most in your life, having that same deep love for yourself. And you know how you don't feel like someone, the people you love need to prove something to be worthy of joy, but oftentimes we put that on ourselves. But we love ourselves. We need to love ourselves in the same way. It's just, it's so interesting. It's so, so interesting. A couple more things before we get onto Oprah's. So Brene talks about being authentic and she says being authentic is so important. Saying what you really think not caring what people think. It's like in a meeting. If you don't understand at all what's going on, being honest and saying, listen, I'm up with, I'm up to speed on everything, but I have no idea what you're saying and asking questions. Being able to be vulnerable in that way because then you are expressing yourself and you're really, you're really giving that self-love outwards. You know, it's like a deeper confidence. Okay. On to Oprah's. Oprah says, there are no mistakes. There are no wrong paths. Failure is just that, quote, thing trying to move you in another direction. The losses are to help you learn and push you in the right direction. So don't allow yourself to be thrown by a circumstance because your life is bigger than one experience. Oprah talks about this so much, and I think that she talked, especially when she's talking about her own story, And I think it's really interesting. She talks about doing all these interviews with people and she often asks, you know, some rich, some famous, some highly successful people, what would you tell your younger self? And she says almost every single time it's some version of this, relax, it will be okay. every, Every single person. So even if you're at a detour right now, that's the cue that you need to go in another direction slow down. She said that most people just say they would tell their younger selves, relax. It will pan out. It will be okay. 
Oprah also says you have to take responsibility for your life. You have to be responsible for making it happen. If you're sitting around waiting for someone to help you or fix you or save you, you're wasting your time. You are the only person that is able to move your life forward. It doesn't matter your circumstances or where you came from. It doesn't matter what your parents did or didn't do. What matters is your willingness to see this moment, this moment for what it is, accept it, take responsibility and move forward. Oprah says the way to get through the challenge, get still and ask yourself, what is the next right move? And then the next right move. And to not be overwhelmed by it because you know life is bigger than this moment. That perhaps is the most impactful thing that I've ever heard Oprah say that affects my life. Because a lot of times in business or in life, it's so easy to get overwhelmed, right? But isn't that so great? The way to get through a challenge, get still and ask yourself just one thing. What's the next right move? Then after that, and what's the next right move? It's like one of my favorite sayings. You don't have to see the whole staircase. You just have to take the first step. I absolutely love that because I think it's so empowering, especially when things are overwhelming. And I think going out into the world, kind of some overall thoughts here, if you don't really love yourself, it is going to be virtually impossible to go out in the world with great energy and be kind to strangers and be good to the people you love. If you don't really love yourself, I think that this is such a, I mean, it's so such the core of who we are that it's impossible to go out and smile at someone at the grocery store if you don't really love yourself. You aren't going to have positive energy if you don't love your insides. I think when talking about loving ourselves, it is so important to take time for yourself, for your mind, for your body every single day, whatever it is that fills your soul. If it's meditation, if it's running, if it's exercise, if it's listening to motivation or positive talks, I think it's all great. I I think that having that consistency every single day, for me, it's alone. So for me, it's alone and exercising. Sometimes it's running or it could be yoga or it could be weights. And I like it to, at least some of it, to be silent. So it's just like a, re- a retreat. But I think that self-care um, definitely needs to be mentioned in this podcast about self-love because it's just, it's like taking time. You know how you can you can figure out what your priorities are if you look at how you spend your time and how you spend your money. And I find that when I prioritize myself and make time, it's like I'm proving to myself like you are as important as, you know, doing something for somebody else. As shopping for that baby shower gift, which I will absolutely make sure I do, I also at the same time will make sure I get the hour workout alone in the morning by myself because that's what's important to me. It's so interesting, these little things that we do for ourselves that we commit to doing, and then we actually follow through with it. And I feel like that deepens the love. You know, I talk all the time about doing hard things daily, because I think that is a great way to build self-respect. Like when you set a goal and you get up at 5 a.m. and you increase your productivity, you grow your self-respect. In each day, if you do difficult things, even little things, and also if you keep optimizing and improving the way you do things, you build greater self-respect. And I think in ways you fall in love with yourself more. 
because you're committing to things that are good for you and you're following through with them. You consistently make and then keep these promises. Some people say that that's how you build self-love. Also, I think it's important to mention that we need to be alone. We need to silence the noise. We need to stop the constant stimulation. We need to recalibrate and center. We spend so much time in the frenzy. We can forget what we really love. So I think sometimes we need to retreat. And I've read about this quite a bit. Some people call it, quote, go to the woods. So you could either go to nature, literally, or if that's not possible or not your thing, then how about figuratively? However, you calm the noise. There's so much busy being busy that I think taking the time for stillness really helps us recalibrate, remember who you truly are, and remember your priorities. And know that you will never rise any higher than the amount that you see yourself on the inside. Like if you don't really feel like you deserve it, if you don't feel like you are enough, you'll reach a point where your mindset reaches a conflict. And then we get into self-sabotage. And self-sabotage is such a crazy thing. And I think that by having real self-love, we can avoid it. We have to ignore this culture comparison. I am going to do an entire podcast on culture comparison um, with scrolling social media and, and this culture of comparing ourselves to other people. And as we know, it's the highlight reel from everybody's lives. But this comparison thing that is so important in this conversation of self-love to make sure that we're not falling prey to that because that can diminish your self-love if you are constantly comparing your self to other people, especially other people you don't know on social media. And you will, can talk down to yourself because you see the things that other people are doing or all the other things that people have and you run yourself down for not doing that yet or not having that. Like I said, I'm going to do a whole podcast and really research this new thing. I just started reading about this culture of comparison. That's the first time I had heard a name given to it. So I'm going to do all the research, see what the experts say, and bring a podcast on that because I think it's really interesting. I just think that loving ourselves is something that maybe sometimes gets confused as being egotistical or full of yourself, but it's actually the complete opposite of that. It is this calm, loving stillness within ourselves that we just love ourselves. We wake up and we are worthy. We're worthy of our own love, of other people's love. We're worthy of joy and happiness. We're worthy of going on that vacation. Even if you get nothing done, you are worthy and you deserve it all. That's the thing. You don't have to do anything to deserve it. And I know some people grew up in households that cultivated this experience. And so it will be easier to get there. And I know that other people grew up in an environment that wasn't as promoting of self-love and this type of environment. So you might have to get, you might have to do quite a bit more work to get there. But I'm telling you, it is fascinating. And if you want to read more about this, I'm telling you, Oprah and Brene Brown are your girls. And when Brene Brown talks about enoughness, like what an amazing concept and word. And I think that's how we'll end it. I am enough. What I am doing is enough. What you are doing is enough. And I think if we can 
think of self-love and self-confidence as two important things, but two different things and figure out for you what, where you're at and what you need to do to get to that really deep, true self-love if you're not already there. And let go of your armor, be vulnerable, take risks, be honest, and realize that the past does not determine who you are and it doesn't make you any less if you've made mistakes or you've gone down the wrong path. How you are going to sleep tonight is is enough and you are enough and you're worthy of it all. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this gave you lots of good tidbits and thoughts as you continue on your journey of self-love. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.